Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. You're home for Up and Adam in the morning. It is the Crush 92.5. Adam Montiel in studio. This is a treat. Look at this. Damien Grinley. Hey. Cheers, my man. How are you? Good to see you. That's wonderful to be here. Look at this. Brecken Estate in the house. Um, it's been a minute. It's a, certainly in a, there's a lot of conversation to have because one, it's harvest. I can't wait to talk to you about. You got some of the oldest vines of cab and some really exciting things on your estate. So we'll talk about harvest. Also, you're celebrating, you're about to celebrate a big anniversary. Yeah, I want one of those little buttons with I am 10 on it. Yeah. I mean, a big button and a little schoolboy jacket. I'm, I'm going to go down to the thrift store and go and get one, I think. I love it. You are 10. Brecken's 10. Yeah, it's just, just been a, a, a wild ride, you know, blink and it's 10 years. It's amazing. Can you believe that? Does it feel like, it's like that, you ever seen the movie The Jerk? No. Oh, it's one of my favorite movies. I can't believe you haven't seen it. It should be like a, are you a citizen or are you just a resident person? I'm a legal alien. You're a legal alien. No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So you should have to watch The Jerk. It's Steve Martin's like first movie. And it's silly, silly, funny. But in this one scene, he's laying next to his love and he is just realizing that he's falling in love with her. And he talks about how, you know, I know we've only been together for like four weeks and five days, but it feels like nine weeks and six days. The first day felt like five days. And the, anyways, it's a funny reference to this uh you just brought up how it doesn't feel like a, what does it feel like i mean now that you look back 10 years in your rearview mirror what does how many years does it feel like well you know i'm getting I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore so if you're asking me in the middle of harvest and we're already picking yeah it feels like 10 years yeah. but i wish i'd done it earlier really i, I really think i'd you know done it earlier in life but then of course i wouldn't have the experience to do it well so it's really one of those trade-offs you know i'd have made a lot of mistakes that i didn't because i waited and, and until i'd got a whole bunch of experience what do you think you would have been able to accomplish more had you done it earlier um i think you know i'd be looking to this this thing for me is a generational thing so i'm doing everything right for the kids the right plantings the right grapes in the right spot and growing organically i think if i was a little younger i'd have been a bit more gung-ho and been like trying to be in every you know high-end uh liquor store in the country but um no, this, I th- I'm comfortable with a generational planting. Well, do you kind of um, look at Brecken and, and want, I wish I was on that wine list. I wish I was in that hard to get into wine bar. Or, no, I mean, or that's not, you're, you're definitely more pragmatic now. No, I've got, no, I never had any intention of doing that. And, and the reason is, you, you know, if, if you don't want to lose that shelf space or that space on a, on a restaurant list. And so if you've run out, and we do lots of small parcels and we're constantly running out, um, then you feel like this pressure that you've got to release something or make something that um, it maybe is not quite ready yet. Or, you know, I don't want to do a Cab Franc in that year because whatever reason, we'll do a Meritage blend instead. But you feel like you've got to make a Cab Franc so you don't want to lose that spot. And I so, love Cab Franc, by the yeah, way. Yeah, oh, it's a nice spot to be in that you're not yeah, driven you. by yeah, having see, to I think this is. I think it happened perfectly for you. Like you said, if you had, if you had done all this, Earlier, you wouldn't have had all the experience and the brains and the wisdom to do it the thoughtful way you did. I mean, you're doing a fantastic job. I mean, Brecken's in a great place right now. And you've always been, I mean, I've, I always remember you as a brand that was keeping up because, like, your wine's selling out. You're right. making wine, you're selling wine. You know, that's that's a good place to be. Yeah, and it's if you always sell out, you don't have that pressure to sell, 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 sell. Did you ever make a wine that just, like, didn't hit and you're like, oh, why isn't this moving? Why can't we get this wine to move? Touch word, not yet. Yeah. But I don't think, even if we had, you'd never have seen it. Okay. Oh, okay. It would, I get it would it. have 
you know, just disappeared. We would never have bottled it. Maybe we would have. Oh, okay. You know, so palmed it off on one of the big companies and they put it in a big blend. There you go. But we've never had to do that either. But, you know, we're, we're, we just don't make it if it's not right. Or you just wouldn't bottle. You wouldn't yeah, put under a cork with a right. Brecken label. Speaking of Brecken label, with the 10th anniversary, you have gone under uh, quite a uh, little facelift here. This is beautiful. I almost liken this design to like, I mean, you, the way you have this uh, anniversary magnum like papered all around it, and then the box that it comes with, it almost looks like it's a designer bag, like a you know, like Louis uh, Vuitton logo or that, Gucci. Or the, you hit it on the nail. I call it the Gucci bag. And yeah. my, my wife's not into Gucci, but I looked at this thing when she'd come up with the, you know, finished the design and went, oh, it looks like a Gucci bag. Oh, this to needs me, to be really. on a freaking wallet. Oh, a pattern on it. Yeah. This exactly. needs to be like on a wallet, dude. It's a cool, like, right. It's a, it's kind of like your, um, newer logo, but like tiled. So yeah, it's like tiled everywhere. We're not, um, Oh, well, you know, this is the first ever Magnum that we've ever done. There's is a it lot, really? lot of firsts going You've on. never done a Magnum? No, never bought really? a big, large format. Well, we always sell out. Yeah. <laughs> we needed every bottle we could for, um, so it's actually something really special. We call it the 10th of Brecken. It's, uh, on the side of the, the, the big, hefty wooden box you got there. Okay. But yeah, it's, uh, 10th of Brecken. This is a, this is a legacy piece right here, Mr. Damien. I think so. And you know, I didn't know we were cool enough. To, you know, in my mind, to do something like a, a, a magnum like that. But obviously we are. So everyone loves it. Yeah, we're going to talk more about it coming up, the 10th anniversary of Brecken. Also, I asked Damien how Harvest is treating him, what he's noticing. I hear things are happening maybe a little earlier this year. Uh, Damien Grinley, Brecken Estate Wines, is up and at him in the morning. More coming up. You're home for up and at him in the morning. The Crush 92.5. My name is Adam Montiel. His name, Damien Grinley. He is from Brecken Estate Wines. He is the uh, proprietor, the winemaker. He is the up and at him in the morning friend, and he is here right now. Congrats on 10 years, my man. Yeah, yeah we've got all these great events coming up. We've got a winemaker dinner. We're going off to Europe. You do trips to Europe, but we're, we're, the thing about our you know, wine trip to Europe is afterwards. You're going to go into some caves. Well, yeah. Because you're a caver. <laughs> and down a mine in the Brecon Beacons. Yeah. So the name's Brecon, obviously hails from the Brecon Beacons National Park in South Wales. So we're taking some of our club members over to the Brecon Beacons. We're going to keep them lubricated with a lot of local beers and ciders. Wow. Because, you know, wine's not a thing in the Brecon Beacons. There's, there's like maybe one or two vineyards, but uh, they're all barking mad. No way. How fun. The Brecon Beacons. I'm going to Google it right now. It's a beautiful place. God. Uh, yeah, if you look at the images, it's like a wild, windswept, mountain range. More, place, more land place. It rains like 10 times a day. So Really? You're going you're gonna to have to take a raincoat. But... Uh, um, there's some wonderful little warm, cozy places we've got. What do you do? Like you go like to a hotel? You like go on a safari? Like it looks like it looks like just the wild. It's- We're actually staying in an old um, hall or mansion that um, is they, they're opening it specially for us because they don't usually open mid midweek. Wow! Um, and I think Laura Ashley owned it at one stage. Who's this designer in the UK? And so all the rooms are just exquisite. Um, and then we went around all the local pubs. It's actually. The guide we're linking up with, I've known for years, and he does this tour called the Saints and the Sinners. Uh-huh. So you, you go around these churches, and then you go to the pub. Oh no! Way. And then you go down to this priory and the crypt, and there's a pub. And then yeah. and then you go out for dinner. What a good idea! You, you go out to the cathedral, and then you go to the pub next door. And so, but there's castles, and there's mines, and there's caves, and there's canals, reservoirs, and, and yeah, it's just um, so cool looking. I've never even heard of it. Amazing. And it's a place people would never normally go to from the U.S. Really, really yeah. without 
having a guide or a reason to go there. So it's going to be like reliving my youth. It'd be great. Good for you. <laughs> oh, it's going to be like right in you and your element. I love that. Uh, when are you doing that? So that's in April. Uh, you know, it's, it's got to wait for things to warm up a little bit there. Sure. And then we've got an anniversary dinner as well. Uh, the actual 10 years of buying the place will be October the 12th, which cool. is Wednesday. So on the 14th, we're having a Chef Rachel. You probably know Rachel. Do I know Rachel? Oh, just she a little is bit. incredible. Uh, Chef so Rachel Ponce, yeah, she, Chef is, Rachel. she is going to town and doing as a, a oh, wonderful gotta, dinner. If you jump on our website, the and tickets you down, left. I got to get in on this uh, one, which is www.breckinestate.com. Yeah, go down the bottom, hit reservations. One of the options is the anniversary dinner. And okay. when I looked this morning, there were a few tickets left. All right, so, I want to uh, check that yeah, out. That's uh, that's gonna, that's really exciting too. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're going to be there. I'm going to be well fed. I think oh. every, every, <laughs> you know what she's doing? Got a menu yet? <laughs> yes, there's a menu up. Oh my God. I have seen no the menu. Way. It's even cool. got some Vegemite in a creme brulee. Oh, come on. Don't uh, you got, If you got uh, Chef Rachel there, you're not going to make her use Vegemite in something, no, are you? She wanted to use Vegemite. It must be a microscopic amount. But, uh, must be. Yeah. That is going to be only Rachel. She's so good. Yeah. And you, you know what? I would even taste something she made with Vegemite because it probably will be pretty amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. You and your Vegemite. I love it. You putting on toast or what? No, that's my wife's thing. I don't do Vegemite. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about harvest. It's a little earlier this year. What are you noticing? Yeah, look, the, the harvest is earlier. We picked some grapes on Tuesday, which is our, was our first grapes. Um, usually we, we, we start picking in the first week of September. So I think last year was the third. Um, we picked Viognier. The Viognier this year is going to come in on the 29th. So... You know, only about five days early, um, but we have started picking earlier. Um, we haven't had those huge heat spikes, and that's what's the you know the danger because they you just can't keep up with watering. You, it, the vines shut down, you know, the leaves start to fry, and the, the, the stuff gets sunburned. So we haven't actually had those heats, and it's not spectacularly early out of, out of the uh, it's week or two. In the last few years, we've got used to picking in early September. Yeah. So it, and the other thing is. The one thing I am looking forward to about it is sometimes you need some heat, particularly around flowering. So all the flowering flowers together and all the grapes sort of kind of shunt up and they're all in the same um, phase, if you like, of, of physiologically, right? And then when veraison comes along, you need a bit of heat as well because you don't want a long, cool, spread out veraison where it, that's where it changes color mm-hmm. from green to purple or what right. have you. Because if they're all spread out, by the time you get to harvest, you look at a bunch of grapes, and like every grape, it is a different stage. Uh, you know, some are raisins, some are green, and some are, you know, red, and some are kinds of translucent. Yeah. But if you've had that heat, everything's pushed together, and it's really easy to pick when to pick. And, you know, the, all the grapes are ripe mm. at the same time. So, you know, it may be early, but it's looking like everything's going to be perfectly ripe. Um, physiologically, if you get it right when you pick it. When we come back, I want to talk to you, Damien, about Cab Franc. You have some of the oldest Cab Sauv uh, vines on the Central Coast in Paso. And we'll talk about this wine that you've poured for us. we got Damien Grinley. He is here from Brecken Estate Wines. More coming up. It's Up and Adam in the Morning. You're home for Up and Adam in the Morning. It is the Crush 92.5. In studio, Damien Grinley from Brecken Estate Wines. Happy Harvest 22, my friend. Oh, it's great. Oh, it really is. Uh, all the st- other stuff you have to deal with just goes away and you concentrate on grapes, you know, and I, I'm a winemaker. I like making wine and it's enjoyable. And, and, you know, I, as harvest approaches, you, you actually feel like, 
Oh, bring it on, bring it on, because yeah. you're just tired of dealing, dealing with all the Your face just lights uh, up. other paperwork. Uh-huh. It all just goes away. It's great. What, um, no harvest beard for you? Not yet. Not yet? I'm starting with a clean sheet. We'll okay. see what it looks like at the end. Yeah. All right, very good. Yeah. So, um, Cab Franc, how's my Cab Franc looking? I'm a huge Cab Franc fan. So, we planted a little bit more, because we've got the oldest ones, which, um, in, in Paso, which do this really unique thing where they're smooth as a a baby's backside, if you like. When uh, so they don't have a lot of tannins, but what they do have is very broad spectrum of flavors. Um, and so we're bottling that 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 one on uh, um, Tuesday. Um, but the vintages after that will include some of the new clone that we've planted, which does have a little bit of tannin and a little bit of color. So we'll be able to put it in the new um, Brecon label, which is a single vineyard. Nice. Um, we had to change the labels. It kind of got forced on us, not just because we wanted to do it for the 10-year yeah. anniversary, but the paper we had was in linen, and it came from Germany. And, of course, with the global shipping crisis, things got a little scary there. So oh, we sure. just decided to design our own paper going forward. Okay. So that's why you're seeing the uh, change in the Brecon label. That's cool. Um, that's- but the Cavanaugh's looking excellent. It comes in really late. Um, and uh, let's hope we can keep it around a little longer. I think you got to taste them, but mm-hmm. I think most people didn't. I do like your Cab Franc a lot. It, it sold out in about a week and a half last I want year. you to save me a bottle next time, and I would love to buy one because I love good Cab Franc. I had a great one last night, um, Dow's Cab Franc. Huh. I opened up a 16. It, I just love Cab Franc, and they, they just kill it. So there is an International Cab Franc Day. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I'm supposed to announce this yet, but um, I think we are hosting a, a multi-winery event at our property really and it's the first weekend in december so okay. like the sixth or fifth fifth i think i like that you celebrate varietals like that i mean i love and i'm gonna be there i love that cab franc i love celebrating cab franc especially when there's good ones i've always loved yours uh dow's great i've had a chance to try patrimony's cab franc unreal i mean cab franc is a really cool grape and then and then i've even tried some like from San Inez or Los Alamos, a little bit of carbonic on it, you know, like lo-fi it, or whatever. It's becoming the hot variety again. For sure. And way back when, you know, a lot of these early vi- wineries in Paso, um, Justin with their... Um, isosceles? The isosceles was a high proportion of Cab Franc early on. Love how you're making a triangle with your hands. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, I, yeah I can remember what, <laughs> that's what That's what you know, We would be great at like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, like a game show together. Um, yeah, so early on, but they've moved away from that. But, uh, you know, I think it can be world class in Paso and a lot of other yeah. people do. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I put my money where my mouth and planted more. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I know my friends at LXV. Oh, Kunal loves yeah. Cab Franc. And he's involved in that Cab Franc thing oh, we're going to be doing. Good. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, he yeah, should yeah. be. He loves it. And he's planted some as well. Those are coming yeah. online, I think, this I went out vintage. and looked at his vineyard a few weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks great. Because yeah, they're not they'll far. Be harvesting soon. Yeah. They're not far from you. Yeah, just down the road. Although yeah. they're in the Willow Creek district. Yeah. We're in Adelaide. Yeah. Oh, are you in Adelaide where you are? Just, yeah. As soon as you patch, uh, pass Peachy Canyon, you kind of turn the corner and you're in Adelaide yeah. rather than being in Willow Creek. Would you? Would you rather be in Willow Creek? Is no, that what you said? No. Oh, I thought no. that's what you just said. No, no, no. Oh, it's two paddocks, of, you know, two two fields apart. I don't really right. I don't really care. It's all, how good. Much it's all the, good out there. How much do those, like, Venn diagrams, like, kind of, like, those borders kind of bleed? You know, do you see... Some of the same, like, will you get some of the same, say, characteristics that Willow Creek is known for because you're so close to it? Uh, will some folks maybe just on the other side get some Adelaida, um, you know, characteristics because they're so close to it? Yeah, sure. And the, the, you know, the unfortunate sense, let's say you're right on the border and you've got some fields or some vineyards that are in Willow Creek and some in Adelaida. 
and you blend them together, they can only be called pasto. That's interesting. Yeah. So, um, so we actually do some of both. We do a, a little bit of a pasto blend. Some of them are Willow Creek blends, and some are Adelaide brands. Actually, the majority of what we do is Adelaide blends. Yeah. And then is it like your varietal, like where it has to be like 75%, 80% from the AVA? Uh, yeah, it's 85% from the AVA. 85%, okay, yeah, cool. So to be called from the AVA, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vineyard Drive, Brecon Estate Wines. We're going to come back, hang out more with our friend Damien Grinley. BreconEstateWines.com. What is that, the website, my friend? That's the one. You've got it. Thanks for being up and at him in the morning. The Crush 92.5, Damien Grinley, Brecon Estate Wines in studio. Do you whistle? Badly. Do you? But like, it's, like my mom always whistled and I'll notice that sometimes I'll just whistle. And I, right before we came on the air, I was like, but I, I try not to do it when I'm around people because some people are annoyed by it. Uh, when I'm in the cave sometimes and you get to these spots that have this like this great echo chamber effect. Yeah. Yeah. I might start whistling. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I, I don't do that. So much. Do you do it like when, do you know you're doing it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it can be like a double or a triple echo. It can be really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have like a certain like a thing you'll do? Uh, no, I just whatever comes to mind. Yeah. Like, give me, give me a little whistle. I'll, I'll put some can't... echo on it. Oh, no, I just can't remember. Well, just give me any whistle. Just... Come to me in a minute. Yeah, okay. We might circle back. I might I... circle back. Okay. Yeah. And when we're just talking, just start whistling if you think of it. Hey, one thing I was going to ask you, and I forgot in the last segment, is we were talking about varieties and like the way you were focusing and are so, you know, I love how you celebrate a varietal wines. And uh, we're talking about the Cab Franc thing, perhaps early December. But um, Albarino, I know Albarino is something special you do. We've celebrated Albarino at your place, and we got one in the glass, and I'm really excited to talk about it. And this is my favorite at the moment. Is um, I've made this wine for a number of years. It's called the True Acacia Heads. So it's Albarino done in acacia barrels with, or barrels with acacia heads um, instead of uh, stainless steel or oak because it kind of messes with your palate. It makes it a little bit more richer without toast and vanilla, and it changes it from maybe a more citrusy wine to more white peach and nectarines and, and what have you. But this is probably the richest, most balanced, uh, refreshing wine I've done it. Since, since we started this program, which was originally just an experiment, it was, oh, we've got a couple of acacia barrels. Oh, we've got a bit of Albarino. Let's put it under the stairs like Harry Potter and kind of forget about it. And this magic thing happened, and we've done it every year since. But this is the most magic ever, I think. Um, Isn't that fun when you get to stumble upon that? And you're like, yeah. oh, I mean, these have been sound wines, great wines before. But, wow, even I'm, like, taken back at the way this one's performing. Right. That's so cool. It's so this, this was like released yesterday because the email went out about it yesterday. So you, 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 you are the, I don't think anyone's tasted yet. Oh the my tasting God. tasting room's not open yet. You're, I you're, love you're it. number one. So we've got some special wines for you today. I am the first one to taste the Albarino. They call it the Acacia Head. True Acacia Head is what they call it. True Acacia Head. And I'm sure this one sells out. Yes. This one's going to yeah. go quick. And it's so. going in the next wine club shipment and there's a little bit le- left over. But so that- if someone comes to the tasting room, would they need to like ask for this one, see if it's under the table or? You know, we, I did make a little more Albarino last year. Yeah. And so there's always an Albarino in the tasting room. You might actually have to ask for this one because it might be under the counter. Um, but there's definitely an Albarino because we do three. There's this one, the, the one we always made, which was the stainless steel one, um, down by Pismo Beach. It comes from. Spanish and then we Prince. do another one, which is called the last sandwich, which is blended in with a little bit of Viognier. I love which, that one, The Last again, Sandwich. Yeah, I guess, guess messes with you as well. It's yeah. a great name. Tell me the name, the reason why we named that again. Um, it was because uh, it was, it's the same thing happened in a cave, but basically we were sitting down, couldn't work out how this Viognier went with that Albarino, and the Albarino didn't fit with any other Albarinos, and the Viognier didn't fit with any other Viognier's. And then we were sitting down having the last panini, and it was like, 
well, how about we just chuck them together and see what happens? What's going on? Oh, that's kind of good. Huh. What are we going to call it? Well, it was kind of the last sandwich here. We should call it that. But it, I, I had a similar process name when I was naming a cave passage, when we discovered a cave passage. And we were basically sitting down eating the last sandwich. That's great. And we found this cave passage. So that's that's there was a history with it anyway. All right, let me taste this wine called the Tenth of Brecken. You brought a sample in there. Yeah, let's, let's yeah, do it. Yeah, let's empty the glasses. And uh, so this bottle's on Tuesday. So you've got the magnum you've got is kind of the... The, the dummy bottle, if you like. All right, come around here. We got Damien Grinley here. He is the winemaker, the proprietor for Brecken Estate Wines. He's about to pour the tenth of Brecken. That is what they're calling it. It is the anniversary wine. Color that's kind of. Oh my God! Look at that color! Wow, that's a nice pour. Thank you, sir. That is. Look at that. That is dark, my man. Oh, that is luxurious. That smells luxury. It smells like luxury. This smells like luxury. How did you put luxury in the grapes? All right, tell me about this wine now that you're back on mic. So we do a uh, a Rhone blend every year, which is called the 42, which is essentially on average a third, a third, a third, a third Petit Syrah, a third Mouvedre, and a third Syrah. Damn. Um, we're not doing it with the 2020 vintage. Um, we're making the 10th of Brecken, the anniversary instead, and the difference is we've um, beefed it up a little bit for longevity and color, and so we had some young vines from the Ducey Vineyard, which are Petite Syrah. And when they're young, they had tiny berries and all the flavor and colors in the skins. So we had these inky black wine. And we put the two together, and th- this is what you get. And um, it's, you know, I haven't tasted it since we... Um, you have not? Not since Am we I pum- the first one to taste this, no, too? No, we pumped it out of t- barrel a couple Just of days ago. Just tell me I'm the first one to taste it, for crying out loud. No, I can't, I can't say that. All right. Yeah, yeah, everyone's interested in it. The eighth one? Maybe. All right. I'll take the eighth one. Yeah. Eighth one, not bad. Damien Grinley is up and at him in the morning. It's the Crush 92.5. We'll continue more. Talking Bracken Estate wine on the way. Thanks for being up and at him. Your home for up and at him in the morning. It is the Crush 92.5. My name is Adam Montiel. Damien Grinley, owner, winemaker, Bracken Estate Wines, is here. This 10th anniversary wine. Ooh. It's called 10th of Brecken. This is a beautiful wine, Damien. Deep color. Rich, smooth, soft, sexy tannins, great deep fruit. So we're, the the first time we'll actually release this will be the anniversary dinner in October. Oh, really? So we're we're two months away from. Yeah. So Rachel's going to pair being with rolled this. back on this. Oh she's my pair god! With some, I don't know what she's pairing with it, but she's taken them. That's why other people have tasted it. She's oh, taken a bottle away. Wow. Um, to come up with one of her wonderful creations. I can't wait. I have to be at this dinner. I tell you, I, I must see what Chef Rachel does with. This one. I'll get them to send you an invite. Oh, I got to go. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for this. This is amazing. The new label, the new wine, it's a new man. It's yeah. Damien Grinley. Um, you know, when you design a label for a winery, they never last 10 years. And we've not changed. Is that right? I didn't know No, that. everyone tweaks them and plays with them. Mm-hmm. We did change one foil very slightly, but I'm amazed that label, and it's a, I think it comes to that experience and using Craftwork locally, which are a great design company. Um, the, the label had that 10 year long. How much are you into that? Do you, are, do you stress or are you really, you know, like, I want to have a say in the foil, the this, the that, or is it just like, just let me look at it. Yes, I like it. Or, or how much do you really want to be invested in that when you got so much other stuff going on? Oh, it's our baby. Of course we're invested in it. Okay, especially, sure. my, especially my wife. Um, but I don't need to know all the gritty, gritty, gritty. Yeah, I don't know, like Pantone. No, and all that know, sort of stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. I like it. 
we'll put it on the <laughs> you know we'll put it on the bottle. And then, and again, and then the day the wine speaks for itself. But it's to match the. You need more. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bomb wine. Yeah, careful that bottle's got a little, uh, little wobbly. So if you if you don't seal it up afterwards, it'll fall over and make a mess. <laughs> that is maybe the darkest wine I've ever seen. I know, isn't it's it? It's like SA thirty. Yeah. It's like motor oil. And it's going to stay like that because you know we're capturing really? right like that, and it, I say it'll be bottled on Tuesday. Um, we're bottling early because of the heat. We'll be we'll be out there at six o'clock in the morning putting that in bottle. Are you in the uh, the most fun, the best time of your winemaking life right now? Ah, uh, um, when har- when it comes back to harvest, or yes. just yeah, in the moment. I mean, I guess for where we are yeah. in the macro and micro way, sure. Yeah, and it's you know we've. Win so many awards over the years and got so much recognition now in that short ten years that you know we just people just seek us out now and I that's got to be don't cool. Feel like I have to chase any of that anymore, right? I, I, you know, it, it gives you a confidence. You know, mm-hmm. you walk high. Um, you don't need to have to prove yourself to anyone. It's now just making wines I like, and if people like it, then absolutely great. Do you feel like the wines you like are changing? Do you feel like you kind of? might feel it fancy to step in a different direction or maybe add a skew that's super different than you've ever done. Like do you, do you ever feel you or do you, do you feel very kind of set in your, what you like, what the brand is about in these ways and let's just don't mess what's not broken. No, I think some of the things that we realized early on that we put in place and now coming to fruition. So we planted more Cab Franc. Of course we picked some last year, the new planting and we're picking it again this year, but next year we'll be putting the blend together. Um, we put Tanat on the top of the hill um, because we thought Tanat was one of these up-and-coming, wonderful great sure. wines in Paso. So we're starting to see that come to fruition. Cool. We planted Syrah to, to to go with our old vine cab um, to make that classic Australian blend of cab Syrah. The Malbec now that on the Brecon Estate. Um, Beautiful. We've absolutely, you know, it's been it's been cropping for a few years now, but instead of just making a Malbec, we're making a Cahors-style Malbec. So in, in Cahors, you're allowed to put... Thirty percent Malai or Tanat in your um, in your Malbec. These guys have been doing it for centuries. They know how to make good Malbec. So I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. We have Tanat too. So we've been putting well in America it's twenty five percent, not thirty percent. But we've been putting right. up to twenty five, and we're releasing the first one, the Cahors style Malbec. Cool. This and we're bottling it again on Wednesday. That that's going to be absolutely awesome. It blows you away. It really takes wow. Malbec to a different level. So. Um, I think it's, you know, it's not that my palate is changing. It's just that we're finally seeing all those things that we realized and we put into place early on come to fruition. You can do a sparkling wine sometime? Uh, you've been talking to my wife again. <laughs> yeah. Did she call you up and pay you for that? I just know that so many people are thinking about it with like Rava here, like yeah. you have the ability to like take some great food. And it and would make- be an Alberino if we did it. But I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm have, listening. That I sounds have great. Vineyard to do it. But. But what? If I do it, I'm going to do it really well. Well, I have no doubt. we got Damien Grinley here, owner, winemaker, Brecken Estate Wines. We'll come back, wrap up with him. Damien Grinley is up and at him in the morning. Up and at him in the morning. Damien Grinley, Brecken Estate Wines, is up and at him hanging out in studio. Just talked about it. And I guess I guess your wife has been already trying to get you on this. But this, uh, I asked him if he's going to do a sparkling wine. He's like, what, you've been talking to my wife? You should. You should do a sparkling wine. If you did it, what would it be like? Um, it probably wouldn't be done by somebody local. It would? No. It would be, be so, like Rack yeah, or something? No, I'd, I'd go up to um, 
Sonoma in, in Caneros or somewhere and have someone there and do it for me. Okay. But it would be from Grapes from down here. Okay. Well, I say let's see a sparkling Alberino sometime. And yeah. uh, your wife owes me 20 bucks now. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well. I love it. Well, it's so much fun to see you. I, you know, one thing about your brand and you personally, Damien, that I've always loved and enjoyed and my rapport with you is that each time I talk to you, they're, they're, I'm always more intrigued by your wines. Every time I taste your wines, I'm more impressed by your wines. And you just have such an enthusiasm and fun about you that I've always really uh, loved. So thanks for sharing that with me. Thanks for sharing these wines with me. This 10th of Brecken, this anniversary wine is just killer. Beautiful. Can't Love wait your wine, you. doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. And yeah. I can't wait till you share it with the world in October. Thank you for giving me a little sample of it. Eighth person in the world on planet Earth to taste it. And then this acacia. This um, Albarino called the Acacia Head, one of the first people to taste this wine. And I know this wine just came out, so it's uh, it's so cool to, to have you share it with us. So. And we don't really say anything now until it's absolutely perfect. I know. And that's the thing about you. I know you're a perfectionist. Yeah. Have you been caving lately or what? No, but we, we, we've been... Um, you slowing down a little bit? Well, COVID didn't help, but... Of course. The cabin... That, wow, was, was COVID in the caves? No, but... The, yeah, yeah, you couldn't get... Anyway, the cabin that we... It was our research center for exploring these caves burnt down with the sequoia fires. Oh, I'm so sorry. So most of the time now is renegotiating the rebuild of the cabin and maybe a change of leadership because they've got the skills to help rebuild the yeah. cabin. So we'll, I had a two-hour Zoom meeting last night. So, so with your fellow cavers? Yeah. Do you so supply the wine when you go to these caving meetings and caving situations? Do you supply the wine for everyone? We've had the caving meetings at the winery in the early I love days. That. So yeah, cool. It's basically a lock-in in the winery. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I've always loved you, man. All right, Damien Grinley. Brecken is take it out of here. I love you. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and thank you for sharing this beautiful wine with us. Yeah, happy harvest. Up and Adam in the morning with Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, six to ten a.m. The Crush ninety two five, the perfect blend.